Welcome to Train of Thought. My name's Rob Tobias. My guest today is David Solnit. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for having me belatedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're in Eugene helping do a art build, is what I, I heard it called, uh, in, in connection with the uh, Our Children's Trust uh, lawsuit. That's right. I came up to support the, the Youth v. Gov case of the 21 young people. Uh, taking our federal government to court yeah. for siding with the forces of doom instead of protecting the public trust. Um, help people get an idea of what an art build is. Like, What, what kind of stuff are you creating to, to in support of, of this? I guess it's in, in support mm-hmm. of, of rallies and, and gatherings. Yeah, just, just uh, trying to tell the story of the court case and uh-huh. the underlying ideas behind it using visual art and potentially theater and other forms of art. But uh, I've been working with uh, our Children's Trust, the, the legal team and some of their community organizers and their youth for the last year. Uh, they were, last December, they were in San Francisco, where I'm from, uh-huh. for the Ninth, Corket, Co- Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, where the Trump administration was trying to uh, oh, right. sneak away from their day in court. Yeah. So we practiced doing art there, and we talked about what's our messages, uh, chose a unifying visual, the color turquoise, the two colors of the earth, the green of the land, and the blue of the oceans mixed together, and uh-huh. uh, created a lot of theater and amplified the messages. Yeah. And so now I'm up here working with uh, 350 Eugene and uh, folks here, and we're creating hundreds of pieces of art that we've shipped out to... Uh, this coming Sunday, uh, the 28th, and Monday, the 29th, are National Days of Action in support of the lawsuit. And so there'll be people in, I think we're up to about 70 cities who will be out in public spaces. And about 30 of those cities, we've made art here in Eugene and shipped it out to folks. So the art we've made will be everywhere. And we've made screen-printed flags and hand-painted banners and patches and posters that all carry some of the messages that have come out of this case of things like let the youth be heard give science its day in court and quoting martin luther king the fierce urgency of now oh yeah oh that's a king quote i saw that mm -hmm. poster yeah and that the atmosphere is a public trust a core idea of the lawsuit so you have, uh, I saw you were using screen printing? Screen printing and then hand painting on fabric and rigging them up onto flags that go up high overhead. Ah, nice. And 350.org is connected with these rallies around the country? Yeah, we're, we're co-organizing them with our children's trust. That's great. Um, and so a lot of it is partly getting people to create the art themselves that they'll be carrying at the demonstrations, partly trying to do whatever we can to powerfully visually communicate. And often that brings in other art forms like music. Uh, you mentioned theater. theater. I, I'm curious, what, 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 how does that look? What is, how does the theater uh, go along with, with the protest? Well, I mean, some of it is simple physical choreography. We're going to physically arrange ourselves 
in front of the courthouse. Uh-huh. We may have people uh, doing sort of physical theater, running with flags. There will be a, a human timeline where one person representing each year, ideally their birth year, will represent where the uh, the uh, the level of carbon in the atmosphere was, uh-huh. and then what I- events happened that year where the government made the wrong decision to side with the fossil fuel industry instead of protecting our atmosphere. I know art is your thing, but um, do you know now where the suit stands? I know the Supreme Court kind of stalled it out here for the moment, but it was supposed mm-hmm. to actually the court case. Was supposed to actually start on Monday. No, uh, after several years of pushing to get their day in court, uh, the the Trump administration has been desperately trying to. Uh, one of the plaintiffs' quote is, "They scared. They've been desperately trying to get out of it any way they can, and somehow they m- managed to get the Supreme Court to give them a stay." So uh, we're not sure where that is right now. We're I think there isn't the expectation that we'll, the trial will start on Monday. So we'll be there to demand our day in courts. Uh, the kids have waited a long time. A lot of them have been growing up. And, uh, you know, climate change is getting more intense. The, the, uh, the recent report from the IPCC mm-hmm. has shown that, you know, the scientists verify what we know, which is that we're in a crisis and we need to make big changes. And And if our government's not on the wrong side of it, we need to change them um you've been involved with a number of protests over the years and using your art and uh give me an idea of what you know what do you think what has worked you know what have you seen work in terms of your uh, you know people getting out in the streets and i know you've used puppets you've used mm-hmm. a lot of different forms but um what are some of the successes maybe that you've seen over the years of, of protesting in, in the U.S.? And the, the group I've worked with the longest is the Coalition of Immokalee Workers. They're low-wage farm workers who grow most of the United the, the tomatoes in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They're in Florida. They're probably uh, 15, 20 years ago when I met them, they are probably the worst treated workers in the country. Mm. And through strategic organizing and centering arts in telling their story, they're able to uh, turn around the working conditions and what they used to call the sweat sweatshops in the fields. You know, abusive conditions, desperately low pay, and actual cases of modern day slavery. Yeah. So they invited me to work with them to use art street theater and music, you know, together with other artists and performers to help amplify their story. It's a new day working together. It's a new day working for justice. It's a new day it's a new day working for justice, singing for justice until it comes. It's a new day working together. It's a new day to get it done. It's a new day working for justice, singing for justice until it comes. You were talking about working with farm workers down in Florida. Yeah, 19 years ago, and uh, right after the protests at the World Trade Organization in Seattle, where we really 
uh, prototype how to use art and theater in the streets to mm-hmm. build movement, capture imagination, and contrast our movement with the behavior of the, the, the Darth Vader police and the powers that be. A little bit after that, I was invited to make art with a group of farm workers, the folks who pick most of our tomatoes in South Central Florida, called the Coalition of Immokalee Workers. Worst treated workers in the country. They're trying to figure out how can we improve our conditions. They had organized themselves, pushed hard on the growers, and they were just about to go after the, the big corporations that buy the tomatoes from the growers who mistreated them. And so they asked me, Will you help us think about ways we can use art and theater to tell our story as farm workers? So we made puppets, we created street theater, plays and pageants, and just made simple cardboard signs and all this. The the farm workers themselves made, created the theater. And so together we were able to amplify their story, do campaigns that got those corporations to agree to a fair food program where the growers had to treat the workers right and actually talk to them and i believe that the the art was central to that that they centered art together with their strategic grassroots organizing yeah you mentioned puppets i know you've been known for these large puppets tell me tell me a little bit about how you got inspired to make big puppets and and yeah what kind of what kind of puppets are are they uh, you know people or images or animals or yeah Mm -hmm. well i had been uh an organizer for many years and was feeling that our, our public actions and demonstrations weren't inspiring people enough. So one of my friends had just uh, spent the summer working with a puppet theater company in Minneapolis called In the Heart of the Beast. They're in the tradition of bread and puppet theater from Vermont. Mm-hmm. Giant puppets, often socially engaged, pageantry, lots of people, stuff made by hand, very raw. So I said, Ruby, will you make puppets with us for our upcoming event? And she said, yes. And so that set me on a path of using first puppets, but then other forms of art and eventually music and poetry and street theater to to try and shift how we do demonstrations, how we do public actions. Yeah. I recently interviewed a, a friend of mine who was at, I just learned had been at the um, Chicago 7 trial back in the 68, mm-hmm. which were... Or 69, I guess. Uh, and I think we're right. coming next year is the 50th anniversary of that, of the actual trial. The, the, they were, yeah, 68 was when the convention was. But uh, yeah, just talking about Abby Hoffman and, and the, the theater mm-hmm. that they did there. I mean, they got to eventually uh, let go well you know on conspiracy mm-hmm. whatever they were charging no, but, with. But, uh, the, but those guys were those guys Abby were, Hoffman and the yippies had a, a brilliant sense of theater and spectacle and that, they did you know, at the end of the day everything we try and do to change the world it's theater I mean it's using our bodies our voices and what we make with our hand there's no difference between what a theater troupe does on stage and what a social movement does in the streets sometimes we don't do very powerful theater so I'm trying to take from the stage and the, the, the studio and the musicians and put it in the streets so we can, I mean, basically the, our artists in our, in our society are the ones who have figured out how do we reach people, how do we tell stories, so they have the, the sharpest swords to fight the battle of the story, which is what we're doing if we want to change things. And now, we're, we're, yeah, these days we have such an expanded array of media out there, and they, they, 
there's this attempt to sort of marginalize the people in the streets as now they're calling them mobs or whatever, you know. Uh, where do you, where have we come? What, what, what is the role of activism and, and, and street demonstrations? I mean, I think that's not new. There's always been, you know, whether it's the Vietnam, McCarthy, you know, if you go back to the turn of the century, there's always an attempt to marginalize, demonize yeah. uh, the one way we can make change in the world, which is getting together with other people and using our bodies and our voices and that's the only thing that will ever change things. You know, voting can help. That one thing you can do once every two years for about five minutes. Yeah. But what you do in between is, I think, what drives that change. And and harnessing the brilliance of art, the way we reach people and tell stories. You know, it's a, at the end of the day, it's about where people's consciousness, which story do they believe? They, do they believe in Trump's story or the, corp, or the big oil story? Mm-hmm. Or do they believe in the movement story that, you know, that we can't actually live without lots of fossil fuels and renewals are possible and we can work together cooperatively to, right. to remake things? And being in the street just on your own is one thing, but adding these art pieces or a good song or chant i mean mm-hmm. just the role of of uh, visual and music how, how does that enhance the I mean, whole experience also, it builds a sense of community connection it inspires us yeah as ho- hopefully does people outside our immediate circle you know it, it gives it life i mean imagine the civil rights movement without the song yeah it's it just didn't work. unthinkable it right you were one of the organizers for the WTO up in Seattle, is that right? Yeah, I was part of the Direct Action Network that said, we're going to shut you down because you have never listened to the people and you're ma- trying to make decisions for the whole planet mm-hmm. based on a few corporations. So that was... Uh, and, uh, yeah. and what was amazing is that I was part of a theater troupe called Art and Revolution and we were networked with other groups up and down the western U.S., and we said, we're going to shut it down and we're going to use large scale street theater in the process. And and we did. So a bunch of artists and performers together with grassroots movements were able to use our art and theater to educate people about what the WTO was, to organize them, engage them in making the art, performing it. And we traveled up and down the coast and talked about corporate globalization using puppet theater and music. Mm-hmm. And then we used it in the streets when we took direct action and shut down the World Trade Organization in the streets of Seattle. Right. November so 30th, 1999. What, 99? Mm-hmm. We're getting on 20 years now. But that was, you know, that was a, a brilliant example of, uh, you know, without the art, we would not have shut down the WTO. And if we hadn't shut them down, and which led to derailing the process, uh, we derailed the process of how the elites wanted, the 1% wanted to run the world. They're, we're now on plan B's and C's, but their plan A was to use the WTO to override our abilities to protect our communities and our planet. Yeah. Yeah, the communities. And, and, and it was giant puppets and theater and music and telling the story of corporate globalization hurting our communities. And so over the years, yeah, it's been... Almost 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. So you've been at this for a while. What, what do you think are some big lessons that, you, that you've learned over the years of what, what's worked, what, what's been effective, you know, what, what to let go mm-hmm. of? You know? I, I mean, I think there's, there's a, a, a talking to people in the heart and the gut. I think the secular left from Europe try, 
too often we get stuck in treating people like they're calculators and if we input the correct data out will come and mm -hmm. so when we talk about science i think we need to talk about it in, in terms of a narrative and a story mm -hmm. is one thing right uh, and that's what some of the art does and, and that's what songs and yeah and that, can do. that's that's how stories get transmitted is mostly through song which you're familiar with through mm -hmm. performance through visual images and so we those folks with those skills are the people we need at the front of our movements if we're going to win so i saw a little bit of your operation down here in eugene uh in the warehouse creating these silk screens and um people were People were into it. There seemed to be a good feeling. Um, what did, what has been your impression of the the community here in Eugene and uh, the you know the organizing for this rally coming up? I mean, how amazing to live in Eugene, where the epic battle between fossil fuel forces of doom and the youth-led forces for a better world are coming to a head potentially in a trial. So I I think people know that, and a lot of people stepped up, and so. We had a we had art making that probably involved uh, over a hundred people in the last week. We had yourself and other musicians lead us in songs when we stopped for a break, which is super inspiring. Thank you for that. Sure. And uh, and on Monday morning at eight a.m., we'll be at the courthouse in downtown Eugene, and we'll put all the art in the streets, sing songs together, and uh, back up you know the real life stories told by the twenty one youth plaintiffs who are confronting the fossil fuel industry and and the gov our government that's been backing them. Uh, when I knew I was going to interview, I did a little research online. I saw at one point you were you sort of got into the Robin Hood story or the Robin yeah, Hood character. I mean, what, was, what was inspiring about that for you? I mean, we were talking about uh, wealth inequality and corporate globalization and, and honestly inspired by the indigenous-led Zapatista movement in Mexico. Mm. And in Mexico, you can say Zapata, and every seven-year-old kid knows that, oh, Zapata fought for the ordinary people. Yeah. But here, we don't have anyone like that. We do have them, but people don't know who who are labor heroes like Emma Goldman or, uh, you know, are. Yeah. So, but every kid knows who Robin Hood was. It like goes back to when they started taking our lands away in Europe. Yeah. So we we've done a series of actions where we've dressed up as Robin Hood and confronted bankers mm -hmm. or stock exchanges and people get that we're taking back from the rich what they took from us and redistributing it to the ninety nine percent. And also that the idea of a, a small band can, mm -hmm. can make a, merry a difference. Band. A small and merry band can make yes. a difference. Yeah. So we we've uh we've taken over the Pacific Stock Exchange dressed as Robin Hood. We've confronted bankers. We went to the Chase Bank annual shareholder meeting in Ohio and crossed the moat that surrounds their headquarters dressed as Robin Hoods. So, yeah, it's been a, a fun, fun and merry experience. Um, so lastly, what, what can people expect Monday? What, what do you know about what's happening on Monday here in Eugene and across the country? Um, well, both on Sunday, oh, Sunday and, and Monday. Sunday right. and Monday, there will be demonstrations all across the country. I think we're at 70 cities right now. Mm -hmm. So unprecedented mobilization for a climate protection lawsuit. On Monday at 8 a.m., we'll be at the courthouse, and we're looking for hundreds of people to help hold and animate the art. We're going to create a fabulous human billboard in front of it and uh, animate it as we hear the, the voices of the young plaintiffs and call for a day in 
uh, our, their day in court. Great. My guest is David Solnit, artist for change, here in Eugene, helping out with the Our Children's Trust uh, rally. Uh, thanks for talking. Thank you. You've been listening to Train of Thought. My name's Rob Tobias. Till next time. Thanks. Train of Thought is produced at Maximo Productions in Eugene. If you have comments or feedback or ideas for interviews, email me at rob at robtobias.com.
Love. 